Okay, I think we're live, boys. Okay. We are. Hi, how are you? Welcome back. Hello, I miss you. I miss you a lot. I was out in sunny California in San Francisco, which is actually freaking awesome. Um, as much as I like to hate the left coast, I do love me some San Francisco. But I miss you guys. It sounded like you had a very um, boisterous podcast last week. I know this because I got home and there was a lot of ridiculous fighting. And I was like, well done, boys. Well done. <laughs> I was giving you a slow clap, a slow clap. We 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 did not intend to stir the pot. I don't think we intend to do it all, right? We just sort of talked about what was going on. I intend to stir the pot every podcast, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it naturally, I accept that it naturally is going to happen. Stir um, the pot. But, but I, I don't try to do that. At least I would like to think I don't. Who knows? Well, <clears throat> okay. So wait, the first thing I came back to that I saw that I was like, "What the heck am I reading about?" was Furniture Gate which was like kind of cracking me up because it's just like so absurd. Um, so you guys can explain that probably a little bit better than I can. Cause I was like reading all the comments and the crazy after stuff, but it was like the commissioner song B wanted uh, $13,000 or something for furniture, new furniture in her office. Is that correct? Uh, I, I believe there was 3000 allocated. So an additional 10,000. Um, additional 10 grand. Okay. Can I just like briefly weigh in on this? Like, I don't think this is super important, but I would love to like briefly weigh in on it. And I just want to say this, walking into Commissioner Madigan's office, she had a legitimately huge desk, a legitimately great conference table, nothing was intimidating, and I do not understand why any of that furniture had to be changed. I also think it's really freaking weird to have a couch in your municipal government office. I think it's a little bit creepy. I think it's a little bit weird. I think that I lobbied for uh, like settee briefly which for people who don't know is like in between a love seat and a couch. But I basically argued for that briefly because I want someplace to take a nap at work. And Eileen Fenner, my deputy, was like, shut the F up. That's ridiculous, Robin. You're not getting that. <laughs> but like this idea that like you wouldn't be comfortable in an office unless it had like soft seating and like soft furniture, I just find to be like a little weird, to be honest with you. And like, I personally prefer a professional setting where you're sitting at a conference table. And I don't think that the residents of Saratoga Springs would find that to be like intimidating per se. But that's just one woman's opinion. I I generally agree with you if I could jump in. My point is, I don't feel this is worthy of scandal. And maybe someone will say, well, we're not saying scandal, it's misuse of taxpayer funds. I just it it's it's her it's her approach to her office. We could disagree with that, and I think all of us do to varying degrees. We could say that that boy, you, you spend a lot of money because you see things a certain way, but I don't view it as scandalous. I you know, maybe we yeah. We vote her out because we just disagree with her. But no, it's, no, it's yeah. not. It's not so. It's not so horrible. She, she. Well, I, just, I thought it was a genuine, honest uh, uh, approach to uh, uh, establishing her office. Yeah, well, this, is, this is what this, this is what the Saratoga voter voted for and got. You know, they voted for somebody who feels that furniture is confrontational and that they are going to spend ten thousand extra dollars on more furniture. Um, and and we can talk about the other the other uh, uh, kind of appointment or the other hiring that Commissioner Shangvi did was oh. in in with a administrative assistant, which it, it adds up to a little more dollars than the ten thousand. I think the position pays fifty two thousand, uh, you know, around seventy thousand with benefits. That's actually a pretty big number, you know, considering the and I stated that site the city's budget falls in around fifty five million. Uh, yeah, but can I can I just do say one thing really quick before we hop into that, Adam? Really quick. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that made the furniture like quote unquote scandalous were the ridiculous comments that ensued from the topic in general. 
Like it was the comments that made it just like absurd. You know what I mean? The comments on the blog that it was posted on, the comments on Facebook, like they were all just like bananas silly. And, but at the same time, I know 10 grand is like not a lot of money. It's her prerogative to do what she wants with her office. But, and, and we'll talk about this later. Last night, the city council hemmed and hawed about approving 10 grand to pay my legal fees for an attorney general subpoena, which we can talk about later. But again, same amount of money, you know what I mean? And one is just like spent with no thought, no regard at all. No, big shouldn't be a big deal. And the other one is like heavily debated. But also if someone showed up at my house with 10 grand, I would freaking jump for goddamn joy. It's not, it sounds like a small amount of money within a municipal budget, but in general, it, it's not, it's just not. So anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, it would seem, it seem it, it, with, with the people's money, there is no small amount really. But mm. again, like Dan, I agree. It's not, this is, this is what the people got. But but then then the other thing we needed is she reposted a response to the blog, and the response I almost have more issue with because the, the the reason she gave for these actions were were it was it was for me it was well you knew this going into the job right so she brought up the fact that um, um, she can't feed her family on fourteen thousand five hundred dollars a year so she has to hire an administrative assistant that's that, that, that that's not incorrect and I, and, and I do I do have sympathy for commissioners who have full-time jobs but when you won for this office you know that going into it or she brought up her travel to India and how she'll be traveling to India once or twice a year to see her aging dad well her dad has aged at the exact same rate you would have predicted at the beginning of the election right so when she was deciding whether the run or not all none of these factors are new factors it's not right so right. so for her so for her it's kind of an elitist un, you know like hey listen i these things are more important than than the, the city to me and i understand that but you knew that beforehand and 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 you're putting you, you know for me again this comes back to me i see her and, and and the way she answers these the criticisms, then she falls back to being a a, a gay Indian woman. I mean, it's just everything or or, or or equality. You know, she needed a she needed the, the new furniture because her furniture was confrontational, which is something I guess voters in the city agree with. Or she needs an administrative assistant because it's equitable because other departments. Oh, because par for parity, for parity. Yeah, right. can, can I just uh, speak to that for a moment though? Because it actually really bothered me because, so when I was in City Hall and started in 2020, um, actually Commissioner Madigan added an extra position to the finance department by bringing in the director position, the director of finance, which Lynn Bauchner has, and she's fabulous at. So she had a director and then she also had a deputy. So she kind of, she increased her office by one and she had that extra help. So this idea that you would also need an executive assistant is crazy to me. And it, I don't think any department, to be honest with you, needs an executive assistant, except for maybe public safety, because it is so much larger than all the other departments. I mean, you're talking over 200 people versus finance, which I think is maybe 15 people. You know, So if, if there was any place where an executive assistant would be needed, it would be in uh, public safety. So this idea that she needs one in, in, in the finance department because her life is so busy, that's a that's a that's a Manita problem. That's not a Saratoga Springs problem, in my opinion. And like you take on this job knowing what else you have going on in your life. And quite frankly, if I had written the first novel about lesbians in India and Harper Collins was publishing it, what the heck am I doing kicking around here? I'd be over there selling books like nobody's business. I wouldn't have just been there for August. I would have stayed for the long haul and done a whole book tour. So I'm just like, you know, it's how she decides to prioritize her life, but at the same time. One of the things that she has on her plate 
is being a public official and she's accountable to the people that voted for her. And sometimes being accountable isn't fun. And I think this is kind of, for me, one of those moments. I'm disappointed she took so, so much time away. I was disappointed in her Facebook response because I thought she was trying to come across as professional, but at the end of the day, it was, it was petty. There was a lot of pettiness in there. Um, and um, I don't think she needed to match uh, what she perceived as the pettiness of the blog post with pettiness in a response. And so I, again, I think the whole thing's freaking stupid. Um, I don't think furniture has feelings also. That's just me. I mean, my furniture doesn't have feelings. I don't know if you guys, you, your furniture has feelings, but um, yeah, the whole thing was like, I was in San Fran and I'm reading it and I'm like, what? I like quit. I was like, what are we even talking about? I like couldn't figure it out. Well, this is, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? Because it's now, it's, she now has a requested budget because you know, there's the Saratoga Springs only has so much money to spend and yeah. we're now in budget season. And so now she has the requested budgets, the request which is budget, huge, which is huge. It came in, you know, so that's at city hall. The requested budgets came in at $70 million and the requested budgets are essentially, and she said this, and I, you know, when, during my campaign, I learned this, every department puts together a Christmas wish list or a Hanukkah wish list of everything they want for their, you know, for their department. And then it's the commissioner of finance job to whittle that down. Well, she said, we're dealing about $55 million and you have $70 million in requests. So that $70,000 you're spending on administrative assistant when, when, you know, when, that when somebody else isn't getting something for ten thousand or twenty thousand or thirty thousand, uh, you can you, you know if she can if she can pull this budget together and and, and everybody comes out feeling happy, that, then good for her. But but it's like it's the end of the month, you know, when your bills are due and you only have so much money and you got to figure out who to pay. And she's facing down that bail right now to the point of she even in the, the brought up raising taxes last night. I don't know if you so guys heard that. I I didn't hear that, but I just wanted to just for people's general overall knowledge. So all the departments put in for a requested budget in September. And so the requested budgets all add up to $70 million. Right now, the city council is operating on a 2022 adopted budget of about 55 million. So 70 versus 55 million is obviously a dramatic difference. And you get to a point where the money just isn't there. We know how much money the city brings in and you just can't cover that differential. So the first week in October, the commissioner of finance will release the adopted budget, like the adopted budget for the city. And it will not be $70 million and she will have to whittle it down to make sure the balance sheets balance out. And so once that's released in October, then there's a series of workshops and the final budget is adopted at the end of November. But this is definitely the time when like, I wouldn't want to be the commissioner of finance. She's going to have to say no to a lot of stuff and people are not going to be happy. So this is like the worst, in my opinion, the worst part of being the commissioner of finance. You know, you might make some people happy, but chances are you're going to have to piss off a lot of people to whittle that 70, 70 million down to, you know, just over 55. Adam, yeah. maybe you know this, or Dan, maybe you know this. I don't believe that the revenue for the city has increased so dramatically such that we could support a multi-million dollar increase in our budget. No, and she, and she, and she spoke to this last night and essentially said, there's some more money coming in. There's some, you know, you know, there's some less money coming in. The end of the day, it's going to be a net gain. This is her, you know, the commission of finance prediction. Mm -hmm. This is a prediction that she's going to be dealing with that $55 million number and going to have to make this 70 million fit down to that 55. And again, it's going to be, it's going to be tough when you're sharpening your pencil and people are saying, wait a second, you just redid your office. That was perfectly mm -hmm. usable. Or you just you just hired yourself a position that didn't exist a week ago, um, you, you know what about where's mine? And so that's where that's where it's gonna get. That's where she's gonna have a lot of tough decisions. It was it was it was a bad time to make those hires and, and redo your office right before you got to tell a lot of people no. That's my that's my opinion. Yeah. But we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. If, if I could jump in on that, to the extent 
that this was a political mistake. And and again, I'm I'm not so bothered by by this. Some people obviously will be. Hence the uh, Saratoga Springs politics blog, John Kaufman and and the commenters. But the good news for her is it was early in her first year or midway through her first year. She's got time to recover from that if she chooses to run for re-election. She may say, uh, just what you said, Robin, screw this. I'm not running for re-election. This is this is ugly politics. It's not what I got yeah. into. I, you know, from her perspective, she's probably getting nitpicked. You know, my my criticism of her begins and ends that uh, to what you guys said, that she knew what this job entailed to leave for a month. Um, uh, and I understand about her father. That made some sense. But there was more to this. Yeah. And it didn't mean, you know, I flew to India for 12 days. And you know, yeah. obviously, it's a long flight. And you don't want to only do it for 12 days. Yeah. An entire month when you're a public official. That doesn't exactly sit well with me. And I think she understands. If she didn't understand that before she left, I think she understands that there are a lot of people that it doesn't sit well with now, even at only 14.5. And for another day, we got to talk about that paltry 14.5. Robin, I know I'm preaching yeah. the clear on that. That needs to be addressed someday. It's, uh, it's bullshit, you guys. The 14.5 is bullshit. It works out to $220 a week, which is like literally absurd. It's it's a nothing. It's almost like a stipend, you know? Yeah. But, but the problem is you can't work like you're getting paid $14,500. If I worked like I was getting paid like literally 50 cents an hour or whatever it worked out to, I would have been in city hall, like, I don't know, five or six hours every week. I, instead I'm where I was working 80 hours a week. Cause that's what the job required. So this is just one of those things where it doesn't add up. The, the work that is required doesn't add up to the compensation that you make, but you know that when you run for office and you have to determine what approach you're going to take. For yes. me, Commissioner Songby has, sorry, Adam, do you want to say something? No, go ahead. Go finish your thought. I just think for me, Commissioner Songby has like a lot going on. She's extremely, she's extremely um, accomplished professionally. You know, she teaches at Skidmore. She, you know, she's got a lot going on there. She's obviously a talented writer um, and she's got family obligations. I mean, she has like a really full and successful life. And I just think, I mean, to me, if I was in her position and I, I mean, I feel like women, you know, have to juggle a lot of things all at once and, I look at her position. I don't know how she works this job in, but getting extra help at City Hall to offset your outside of City Hall busyness doesn't doesn't work for me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, was waiting, I, I had something to say, but I was, I was deferring to you, Adam. To, but, to you know, you know, I was going to say, I lost my train of thought, but I got it back. But you know, what I was going to say with these with these commissioner positions is that you know sometimes being a private sector guy, you see people who, who spent a career in government come out and said, oh, you know, I was in public service my whole life. You get paid for that? Yep. Well, you, you know, thank you, but you, you know, you right. were. But th this is truly public service, I believe. You, yeah. you know, and 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 so that's that's just part of going into it. And whether it's right or not, that's what our city charter says. You know, I know, yeah. I, I, Robin and I, when when we were running, we were talking to some people who didn't want to run who would be great candidates because yeah. because of this exact reason. They said, I can't, I can't. I can't do both. And they understood this. And so the fact of the matter is these are the current rules. If you don't want to play by them, then, then you're going to get some criticism. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, Robin. Wait, wait I, I still have something to say <laughs> on the subject. Yeah. Are, are we still on Commissioner Sangby? If you want to be, Dan. Uh, I, I have to just point out one thing. Last week on the show, I sort of gave John Kaufman a, a bit of a jab saying, John, why did you feel the need to point out that it was a gay romance novel? And John called me, or he texted me, and then we got on the phone and had a, a very good discussion. And he said, Commissioner Sangvi is very proud of that, that it's the first gay romance novel in India. 
and I didn't realize that. So, so John, mm -hmm. I, I want to publicly apologize to you that that I thought you were you were trying to give her a jab, jab or something. So therefore, I gave you a jab, and uh, apparently, I didn't quite understand what you were getting at. Um, it wasn't clear that she was she was proud of that, but in the subsequent uh, emails and so forth, and what John shared with me, I do understand that now. So, John, I, I apologize for that jab. Dan, you're such a good guy. <laughs> well, I just like to come clean when I make a mistake. No, no, no. I, I, I understand that. And I and I hope Commissioner Song V doesn't feel like we're giving her a hard time. Um, you know, I do have a lot of respect for her. I always have. Um, and I've always appreciated her open communication with me and and um, on issues that come before the city council. So speaking of issues that come before the city council, we had a city council meeting last night. Now, it was so long, I almost died of boredom again, but there were some highlights in there. And Adam, you were watching too, so why don't you, why don't you kick it off? What are we talking about? Well, I was first going to kick off about, about, how, about how you were involved with city council last night. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's a little too early for this one, but... No, no. Let's dive in, you guys. Let's talk subpoena. Let's talk subpoena. Yeah, so so Robin Dalton, you were subpoenaed by the, um, by the Attorney General of New York State, Tish James, correct? Yeah, Tish James and I have like a real on again, off again relationship. Like I love her. And then I'm like, dude, really? And then I'm like, I love you again. And now we're kind of on the outs a little bit. But um, I did get a subpoena from the attorney general's office back in, um, I want to say July. So it was not recent. And it was essentially a request for information that mimicked almost exactly the request for information that the city received from the attorney general back in November. Um, so obviously, from my perspective, like the more I can turn over, the better. And the request is for like thousands of documents. Like there's search terms, there's key keywords. It's, you know, everything from my personal text messages to my personal email, my campaign email, my city email, like from every place. And I'm like, here it all is. Let's turn over passwords. Like I'm, you know, here's my phone, dump my phone. Because to me, like the more I can give the the better because I have nothing to hide here. Um, and this is a complicated issue, but I want them to have, you know, what they need to have. So I am um, complying as quickly as I possibly can. And I will be going down, I think, at the end of September for a deposition. And I welcome that as well. Um, my approach to public office had always been to just always be 100% honest. And it, that's actually not a great quality in a, if you want to be like a successful politician, it turns out. But for me, the reason I was always like painfully honest about everything is that because I knew if I was lied about something, I would never remember. And I would have gotten caught in like three seconds if I had lied. So I was like honest, followed the letter of the law in everything I did in my term as public safety commissioner. And so I'm happy to comply with whatever the attorney general wants. Um, in this situation, I am grateful that the way our charter reads and the way the public officer law reads, my attorney costs are covered by the city. Um, they voted on that last night, and I appreciate that. So that's pretty much all I have. It's like I wish there was more, not I wish, but like it's not as dramatic as I think people would like it to be. I think subpoenas with president, former president, asshole, have made things like a little seem a little more dramatic about subpoenas, you know? Um, like at a federal level in the news, we've got people ducking subpoenas, we got people going to court because they won't respond to subpoenas, but. In this instance, um, it's pretty cut and dry. I, I do worry about the politics of this. Um, is, yeah. is it, you know, I I don't know the attorney general well. Some people like her that I know. Some people don't like her that I know. Um, I just I just hope this is uh, a a down the middle legal analysis and not a political hitch up. 
Yeah, I hope so too. You know, so I was over the weekend, I got like barraged with interview requests and requests for quotes um, because this uh, was leaked to the press. And um, the attorney general's office, I was actually really happy. You know, they, one of the um, folks there that is in contact with my attorney was like, just so you know, this is not something we leaked to the press. And, you know, they were very adamant about this was not something they wanted to play out in the press and they, they hadn't leaked this to the press. And, you know, I suspect someone in City Hall leaked it to the press, but it was kind of reassuring to hear that. And, you know, I, I certainly hope it's not political too. I, I just, you know, want to follow the letter of the law and politics shouldn't really play play into that. Well, you know, you know for me, the, the, the politics of it, and this is, this is kind of a bigger picture of what's going on in Saratoga right now, is this all stems from you know, the last summer with the, the civil unrest and the uh, protesters blocking the streets and the the, the arrests that ensued. Um, and so it was, it, but these protests were all done under the false pretense, again, going back to Daryl Mount, that our police force was racist. And, 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 and this, this was, was, this narrative was pushed along to, to, to spark these protests, to fuel, to justify these protests. And, and it's just led to this whole big snowball effect that's now led to, for instance, that, you know, the, the SROs, we've talked about this program, is now an issue. Um, the school resource officers having armed police officers in the schools. Uh, Although, in, in fairness, that was an issue back in 2017. No, I, no I know this, but, but, but some people got up yesterday to speak about, to speak about you, you know, why yeah. there should not be SROs saying, oh, well, our police department is now under, you know, you know the, uh, uh, an investigation by the attorney general. Right. And, and right. it's, 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 it's a hesitation because, you know, you, you, you people were calling them racist. You were telling them to, to you know, S your D. I mean, it's just you're calling them horrible, horrible things. And but they killed Daryl Mount. Sorry to interrupt you. They allege that the police department killed Daryl Mount, which is false, false, false. Sorry to interrupt you, Adam. Keep yeah, going. exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's led to this, this whole thing now of like, Oh, our police department's under a grand jury. No, our police department is not racist, right? Are they perfect? No, but but is there any evidence that they've ever acted in a racist way? No. I mean, I, again, I don't agree with all their moves, but I don't think it's racist. It's, 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 it's that racism involved. And, well, and I, go ahead, Robert. Sorry. I, I also just think that when people, when there's been a subpoena, and Dan, maybe you can talk to this from like a legal perspective. But I just think that a lot of people interpret this as there's been charges filed. Um, and there's more than just what is a basic request for information. Like that's all that has happened. But I think that um, sometimes people will manipulate that headline to mean more. You know, they're investigating a crime. They're investigating this. That's, I think if that's uh, kind of incorrect and misleading. But I have to be <laughs> to watch my P's and Q's here too. And, um, yeah, I, I, I would yeah. Um, almost recommend maybe we don't talk too much about it but this is a yeah. a civil proceeding a civil investigation if yeah. i recall correct yes correct okay. thank you yeah yeah that, that's um, in and of itself yes and you know there was a division of the um attorney general's office that was set up specifically to take complaints about civil rights violations and so when there's a group of people who are very vocal about complaining to that division of the attorney general's office you know if if, if there's people complaining and then they open up, you know, uh, an investigation, they seek out information. So this is how the attorney general's office has set themselves up to work. And so, you know, um, I'm sure there are other areas of New York state. I know that I think Rochester is one of them, perhaps maybe Schenectady is one of them, or there's similar um, requests for information happening um, because people have been vocal about complaining to this division of this uh, attorney general's office. Um, 
So again, not talking about me specifically, but just generally how these processes work, you know? Um, well, saying, saying on the subject, the, yeah. the, 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 they're starting with the appointments for the uh, the CRB. Mm. Uh, right. Mayor Kim made his first appointment that's, that night. And Robin, do you, do, you, do you know this gentleman who he appointed? I do. Reverend Michael Bell. Yeah. What's, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because he's a man, uh, he, he's if you're not reverend. sure, you might want to hold off. And I, <laughs> hold I, I, out. I, am, I am crystal clear on what I think about him. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what my thought is. My, my thought is, is, is we've talked about this on this show, where this board has to be impartial. They can't be police yeah. officers. They can't be activists. This this reverend, he's he, he's an activist. He's been very vocal uh, and he just, it, it, to me now, it, it immediately discredits, discredits the impartiality of this board. You know, to put somebody there who has been such a vocal actor, you know, would be, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's now, it's, 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 a, it's a group to further, you know, push political ideas, not to seek justice and truth. Dan, you're, what, are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it feels, um, you know, bring me the guilty police officer, please. You know, it feels that way already. If, if the decision's already been made, like you said, it it probably couldn't be a a, a, a police officer, recently retired police officer, because even though I think there are some police officers that could make an honest assessment, the optics of that would be terrible, just like the optics of this are terrible when you're making an objective view of what is going on. So I here's I, I OK, it's a good, I do have something to say about this. I personally have problems when people of faith insert themselves into politics in a certain way. I just. Um, I sometimes like don't think that's the best approach or use of their um, kind of power and influence as a reverend or a priest or what have you. Um, I did listen to a panel that uh, Reverend Michael Bell was on I, about a year ago. And it, the extremism of how he spoke um, about what was going on in Saratoga, the way in which he exalted Els Figueroa, it was all really troubling to me. It just was. It was all really troubling to me. And I, I'm sure I could find this panel and you could all listen to it. But to think that there's impartiality there is that's really hard for me to get my head around. Yeah, it just it, it just seems like Ron punted on this and, you know, hi, ha, hid behind the idea of some of a man of the cloth being, you, you know, being OK. After that, anything goes, you, you know, he can. It, it, and yeah. so. Uh, it's just it, it, again, it starts to CRB with 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 little to no credibility. Um, it's gonna. I, I don't see. I don't. You know, knowing our city council, I don't see anybody being pointed to kind of to to, to weigh weigh that that activism out. And it's just it's gonna be a a a, a, a partial. It's gonna be a, a almost a hit job on on police well, officers. I fear. I, I, I'm just gonna say I don't know if it if it makes if the community is gonna look at that and be like, okay, this CRB is gonna be like bullshit. You know, there's not gonna be any impartiality. I think the most important thing is the way in which they work with the police department is going to be seriously compromised if Reverend Bell is the chairperson because the police department understands how Reverend Bell feels about them and they will not be, you know, there won't be buy in there. I, I think it'll be really difficult for the two groups to work together. And as we know from all of the exhaustive research that we've done on this, that we've heard about this, that we've done in the city about this, if you don't have buy-in from the police department and how the CRB is going to work, it's going to fail. It's just going to fail. Yeah. Or if you have somebody that you've appointed, and this may be a simple approach, this, is, this isn't this is correct, but it may need to be done to balance, maybe 
maybe a police officer, a retired police officer does need to be appointed to balance okay. it out. I know. So wait, it's interesting that you said that because here's the deal. This was this was formalized back in like February, right? The CRB. It was like been formal. It's been formalized for months and months and months and months. They've been accepting applications for months and months and months and months. Now, my sources, which are fairly good, the last I heard was that they had seven or eight applicants, of which six, I think, were former law enforcement officials. So what's happened to those applicants? Why are they not on the CRB? I thought this was not going to be just straight appointments from the city council. I thought this was going to be members of the community who could apply to be on the CRB. So where are those folks and what happened to those folks? And I suspect that's why this has been delayed as long as it's been delayed. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. They, they, I'm surprised they aren't asking. Let's face it. This was enacted. Sorry, Adam, if I'm interrupting. Um, this was enacted. So let's make it right and, and let's do it. But it's already off on a terrible footing, as, as both of you had said. And um, what a shame. Because uh, yeah. all of this stuff, we've had really six or eight months now of, of really – not that much controversy on racial issues. It's been a lull. But now this is happening. Um, the Daryl Mount trial scheduled for two months from now. Uh, is that, it? That, yeah, it, it, last, it was scheduled. Whether there's been a delay, I have not seen it. I have been loosely monitoring the case online to see if there's been any movements. Um, I'm on an email list that whenever anything happens, I get notified, and I haven't been notified. So as far as I know, that is still scheduled for trial in uh, November. You know, I have a question for Commissioner Montanino, and maybe he'll answer it. I'm guessing he won't. But I've heard from multiple people that Commissioner Montanino is not going to run again for this position, um, which I just think is um, interesting. I mean, I'm not super surprised by that, but um, I know it seems like we're really far away from talking about who's going to replace these guys or run against them. But we're really not, right, because it's this December and January that the Republican and Democratic committees will get together and figure out who they're going to nominate um, to run for these city council positions. So we're just a couple a couple months away from that happening. I, um, and so, anyway, go ahead, Dan. Oh, Adam, I've been yapping. Yeah, uh, you go ahead. No, well, uh, uh, you know, it, it is, it's going to be interesting to see who on this city council returns. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be very telling to see, you know, who, who this was a, whether this was a, a, a just something that they, you know, a power Right, yeah. exactly. Or a listen. This is this is a position. This is a city I love and a position I love. Yeah, I will say, you guys. I from what I listened to again of the city council meeting last night. Now, let me just say, like when I say these meetings are long, I was waiting for the second item on the mayor's agenda. The mayor's agenda is first. Is the first agenda on the city council meeting. They didn't start the mayor's agenda until after nine o'clock. These meetings start at seven. So that's like two hours of listening for just the agendas to start. It's freaking nuts. If anyone from City Hall is listening, you shouldn't be scheduling two huge presentations on the same night. It's just nonsense to ask the public to wait this long. Um, but, um, God, where was I headed with that? Hey, well, hold on. Let me, uh, let me jump in real quick while you're, while you're yeah. talking about uh, th that you, you, you and the city council paying your legal fees. You know, my, oh, yeah. and this came up with um, with with um, attorney uh, uh, Rizzo, right? Am I saying that? Anthony Rizzo? Izo, Izo. Izo, Izo, I don't know what I'm saying. is that, you know, they're talking about the precedence of, of city, and, you know, and this isn't just commissioners, it's volunteers, people who are acting in business on behalf of the city. And my father was actually on the planning board when the planning board got sued. Uh, and the planning board got sued um, it, for 
it was they were alleged acting uh, in a racist way by not allowing a certain development to come in. It was ridiculous. It was thrown out. But but I remember him having some some you know, trepidation too of of you know he was he was acting in the best interest of the city in a non partial non biased way. Uh, and, and the facts clearly showed that. And as were the other members. It wasn't just him. It was a member of the planning. The whole planning board got sued and it was thrown out. But but these are these are volunteers. You know, you know, essentially the commissioner was said are are true public servants. Their legal fees should absolutely be covered. You know, unless they act in a way that's so egregious that that it would warrant them, you know, having to to but but this is but or, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, or if for some reason I decided to not comply with the subpoena. That to me would raise like a really interesting question in terms of compensation. You know what I mean? Because like, if I was the public and I was watching Robin Dalton not comply with the subpoena, I'd be like, well, then why are we going to pay for this ongoing fight? Like, she needs to comply with the subpoena. Thankfully, I am supplying. I am complying. With I was the just going to say, you heard it here, people. Robin's not complying with the subpoena. No. <laughs> I know. I know. I am complying. I am complying like as quickly as humanly possible. Like, dump turning over everything, as I said. So that's not the case here. But it would it would raise bring up an interesting question if someone was to ask like that, you know. I um, uh, real quick stepping back a couple of things when we mentioned that Commissioner Montanino may not run again. We're talking about Commissioner Sangvi if she runs again. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Johnny Paycheck song. Who could blame anybody if they sang uh, "Take This Job and Shove It"? I ain't working. I know. But they do go in. Let's face it though. Everybody went in eyes wide open to these jobs. Yeah. But if after a term they decide, you know, there's no obligation to keep running. If after a turn, yep. okay, it was worse than I thought or whatever, my life's changed, whatever, and they didn't run again, who could blame them? You know, I got to say, most people, though, that I know who have been in City Hall for a long time, either in elected office or just in, in the City Hall staff, the reason people run again and the reason I miss being on the City Council so much is because the people who worked in City Hall and the people who were in my department, I just love them and I continue to love them and I miss them tremendously. Like I miss them tremendously. And so for me, the being compelled to run again is usually motivated by wanting to obviously better the city, but also so I can continue to do right by the people who are operating the city. And, you know, whether it's police and fire, whether, you know, it's it's the folks in our finance department, it doesn't even, it doesn't matter. It, whether it's code enforcement, like they're awesome and they deserve to have great city council members running their departments. Um, and so I think that this council has really struggled to find their footing with the city hall staff. And I think so, you know, leaving wouldn't surprise me at all. Like not running again wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, that, that's, that's something I've heard too, is that just the, the toxicity and then city hall right now is, yeah. is, that, is at an all time high. It's, it's yeah. not, a, it's not a comfortable, which is pretty astonishing considering the group of people who got elected and what they ran on. And, and, you know, maybe I that's know. partly to do with Manita's furniture, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this new couch will change the toxicity at city hall, but I just think it's, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, with the leaders are responsible and, and I just think no, these leaderships are not, they're, they're lawyers, they're professors, but they're not, they're not organizational people. No, but the lack of organizational leadership is what's really hurting. No, you know what? I actually disagree, Adam. I think the, what's hurting is that, they don't respect the knowledge that the staff has. Like they don't respect the people in their department, how much they know and what their jobs are. Like they, especially in Commissioner Monino's case, he seems to know better than everybody else in the department who's been there for years and years and years. And when you don't respect like the people, the other department heads, the other people in your department who've been doing this forever, when you don't respect their knowledge and their expertise and you disempower them to do their jobs or feel pride about doing their jobs, like that, 
excuse my language, that F's the whole department, that F's all the morale, you know? And so I think that more than their organizational leadership, I think it's literally just respecting the knowledge and information that their staffs have. If I, if I could jump in on a tangent on something Adam yeah. said, and I'll, I'll bring it back. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but in a future show or next week, even we have to talk about um, the development going on. Uh, you know, just, just what's been in the news in the past week over by the Amtrak station where they kicked out the homeless people. Oh yeah. That project is going the next to the Algonquin building, the, uh, the, the, the uh, parking lot there that, that's like an L shape that goes over to uh, towards the city center. Uh, there's a proposal to put, 115 apartments and commercial space. So wait, I can speak to that one on there. And if you're not ready to talk about it today, we should talk about it next week. There's a a, a lot of things. Actually, it's a really good idea. Let's do a development update next week because I know one of the huge presentations was from Liberty, um, who are trying to resurrect the workforce housing proposal next to the casino. Um, That was one of the huge presentations last night. So that was, I think, unanimously turned down by the planning board and like voted down by the previous councils. So they're trying to resurrect that, um, which is interesting. And there was a public comment from someone talking about how she couldn't afford to live in Saratoga Springs, yada, yada. Um, South know. Broadway, they're putting it, you know, they're tearing down little yes. hotels over there. So there's a lot of development. Yeah, yeah, yeah what, there is a lot of development. One of my daughter's teachers did not come back to her school and my, my kids go to, to St. Clements. So uh, it's a, you know, it doesn't pay as much as the public ones. And um, she said her rent went up 300 bucks, 300 bucks. I remember when rent was 300 bucks. Yeah, no, the, the, the housing situation here is hard. I, I obviously, I think first of all, people use workforce housing and affordable housing like interchangeably, which is like wild and no one understands what affordable housing is. Like affordable housing is like a formula that's set by like the federal government. Um, affordable housing rates are not just like what's affordable in Saratoga. And workforce housing is a totally different thing. Workforce housing is just housing that's affordable for whatever the you know median income is of a uh, demographic that lives here. It's not something that's set by the federal government. It's not um, scientific in that way. So I think people use those two interchangeably too much. Um, but yeah, I think a development update would be totally great. With, I also think you guys- With a couple guys, guests, right? With a couple of yes, guests. Yes, with a couple of guests. Um, I have like a few other like quickies I wanted to run by you guys. Number one, I was gone for Travers and I just wanted to see how Chad Brown was received by the crowd at the track. Was there any hostility or was it all okay? If there was hostility, I missed it. And I was there okay. a good part of the day. Yeah, um, it just it seemed like business as usual. Business um, usual. He, he actually, he won the title, the, the trainer title at Saratoga this week for the most wins as a trainer. Uh, you know, we, we, we covered talking about him and, 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 you know, kind of it's, it's, it's going to be, it's interesting to see how, if that he was allowed, I was actually a little shocked to be honest, to see him at the track. Personally, I think he, you know, he should have been there, but, but in this, in this kind of cancer culture we have, I was shocked, but he was at the track. It was business as usual. And, you know, as these, as these, uh, uh, allegations unfold and this, this, the story comes out, I hope he doesn't make me look like an idiot with, you know, but, but if, you know, with, <laughs> something if, tells me he's, he's going to Adam, <laughs> well, let me just say like, it's not little- that hard, I guess, but. But, you, you know, oh. defending his home, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the, the facts come out. I just think a little humility goes a long way, you know. And um, unfortunately, Chad Brown is not someone who possesses any humility. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but how was Travers in general? Was it good, celebratory, fun? How was the day? The weather was perfect. Awesome. Uh, it was a great crowd, a good result. Um, um, you know, from my perspective, uh, it, it, it was a great Travers day. 
That yeah. is awesome. Strike it rich. Awesome. Ran a great race. You, you know, uh, it, it just you won by a couple lengths, but it would. I think the hand, I think for the meet handle was up, attendance was up. So yeah, all around, yeah. all around. I think it was Naira a great job in New York. You know, it, it was a success. And, and okay. It's on epicenter, I think. Right? We I, I, epicenter, epicenter, epicenter. Thank you, Dan. Right. Yeah, we we had our, we had it mixed up last week too. I, I had the wrong horse, so so yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it was it was, it was okay. a, and they had a good meet. They they had you know all the numbers. But, Granted, sometimes you take it with a grain of salt when they're trumpeting it. Uh, you know, the, the attendance is sometimes inflated based on season ticket holes. But the numbers were really good. I'll give credit where credit is due. Never had a good meet. Okay, here's my second proposal for you guys. Tell me what you think. So the County Board of Supervisors, right? County Board of Supervisors, Supervisor Tara Gaston, Supervisor um, Beach from Saratoga Springs represent us on the County Board of Supervisors. They meet once a month in Boston Spa. They have a budget that essentially equates to about a million dollars a day. It's a huge freaking budget, tons of money, lots of big stuff happens at the county level. The thing is it's wicked boring. And also in the past, it's been really difficult to access their meetings. But I think they need a little Saratoga podcast scrutiny. So my like proposal to you two is that we take the show on the road and hit up one of the next county board of supervisor meetings and report back to the viewers what's going on at the county level with their money um, and our supervisors. Because I think that, again, a million dollars a day is spent at the county level. Why are we not paying more attention to it, you know? It's a lot what do you of think? Money. Sounds absolutely miserable, but I'm open to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yay, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I will bring snacks. I'll make it fun. No, there's a whole, it's like a whole different process. You have to like sign up in advance if you want to speak and da, da, da. I just think it would be really like interesting for us to go. And I really do think that Saratogians need to be more attuned as to what's happening at a county level when the stakes are that high in terms of how much money is being spent, you know? Then you're buying the first round of drinks at the Front Street uh, Cafe or whatever. Yes, I will bring flasks for everybody. Which is a, like... That is a neat bar, though, with the Front Street something or other. I was there over Yes, the we'll summer. do a whole beast box extravaganza. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah, okay. No, you 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 do make sense. You you do make sense. Thank we we you. don't we, we we don't cover it all. Nobody covers it at all, um, it seems. And it is unreported. You, you can't other... watch it online. That's not online. Um, I so I think they might be posting the recordings online now, but forever I would have to go and like find the transcripts and like read through these like like a hundred pages of transcripts. It was insanity. It was insanity. It's a totally different feel, you guys. I think like when you see it in action, you're gonna be like kind of shocked as to how different it is from how our city council operates. Um, so that was one of the things I want to throw out at you guys. The other thing is that we do have two um, interesting local elections coming up. Um, one is for the attorney general, oh, not attorney general. One is for the district attorney's race uh, between Michael Phillips and Karen Hagan. And I think it would be really great to have them on. Um, I also think it would be really great to have the two candidates who are up for special election, um, Commissioner uh, Jason Golub for Public Works and Anthony Sirocco Jr., who's also running for Public Works. Um, as I said before, I am involved in Commissioner Golub's campaign, so I could maybe like take a back seat there because I want things to be on the up and up. Um, but I think it would be great to have both um, of those groups on because they're interesting and impactful and significant as we come up to these midterm elections. And I don't think people are thinking local, you know? Uh, two other, yes, I agree with that. And then two more elections, the Catalfamo-Warner race is yes, pretty clear. Yeah, absolutely. As well as State Senate, um, uh, Jim Tedisco versus uh, Michelle Osterlich. That yeah. is, I think there's going to be a lot of state money dumped in that race. It's going to be millions of dollars. 
and it'll it'll be uh, uh, it'll, it'll be positive for about three minutes, and then it's just going to get ugly <laughs> for months. Yeah. And you're going to see attack ads on TV. I suspect the state Dems, who have a lot of money to spend, think they can win that seat. And they're going to dump a lot of downstate money. I'll say statewide money, but a lot of it comes from downstate into that race. I I, I don't want to yeah. side, but that is you're going to see that be an ugly, hard fought, expensive race. All right. Well, let's we'll, we'll put at the ass and hopefully we can have all the candidates on because they then think these are all super significant and um, important for our viewers to know about. Adam, you look like you're deep in thought. I was just reading about some develop that the the L shape behind the um, lot behind the building that's oh, yeah. four hundred units. It said it's a big. Development. So you guys, so here's the thing: the Algonquin to so the parking lot that was in between the Algonquin building and like the know, the other Calmer. Thank you. That was sold to the Aronsons who own the Algonquin building. So they're going to build essentially like a replica of the Algonquin building. They've had this plan forever, forever. Yeah, so there's going to be a new, very big building going in there. No one's surprised. I, I I'm not so bothered by that. A parking lot, a gap in downtown where apparently there was yeah. once a church 50 years ago. Um, uh, I, I didn't live here. Um, Adam, I don't know if you recall a church there, um, but uh, that to oh, me yeah. that's not a problem. I haven't seen the design wait, 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 or anything. Where the gap yet. is? Um, I'm sorry. Here, I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, I remember the Woolworth was there. The Toys for Joy was. It was a strip mall. Okay. Um, so, so maybe there was a church behind it or a church before Yeah, according that. to TU, there was a church there. I remember until buying the my first Nintendo game there, the Toys for Joy. <laughs> yes, you Toys Pivotal moments of our youth. Yes, Pivotal yeah, moments. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just – It's uh, happening. I'd like the opportunity for more downtown retail. I love that. I just – you know you know they're, you're, they're going to get hit in the face when their rents come out and they're not like affordable housing prices. Um, yeah. People are going to smack them in the face, but that's Broadway for you folks. And p the price – is what the market will bear. If people are willing to pay it, that's what the market will bear. Um, so that should be interesting. Um, other than that, I don't I don't have a whole heck of a lot left, folks. We can, do you guys have anything left on your list? If we're about 45 minutes in, we're a little short today, but um, I couldn't, partly because I ought to be perfectly honest with you, I couldn't listen anymore to the city council last night um, past the two hours and 15 minute mark. Um, I There was a little sparring again with the mayor and commissioner Moran. Uh, I still think Commissioner Moran continues to um, be just a pleasant surprise in how he has uh, maneuvered all the accusations and nastiness coming towards him from the mayor. So I still will continue to give kudos to Commissioner Moran. I still don't get that. Um, Adam, uh, do, do we want to go to Cheers and Jeers or Adam, did you have something? No, we'll go to Cheers and Jeers. All right. Let's I'll kick do them it. Off. Oh, wait, you got your funky uh, Cheers and Jeers I, thing. Or... You guys have one thing, and we have to do it. Cheers. And then jeers. Look at that. <laughs> it's up. I, I it's never, up. I never really looked at the shadow, you know, exclaiming the jeers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, give us some cheers and jeers, Dan. Okay, let me start. Listen, a, a cheer to everybody and anybody associated with Saratoga Racecourse, and I do mean the, the the downtown and the area restaurant workers, retail workers, hospitality workers, everybody. A giant cheer! It's what it's 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 the it's the engine. It's the economic the key economic engine of this region. It is a multifaceted economic engine. I acknowledge that, but we can't ignore that. So congratulations to everybody, including certainly the horses, not just the people, but the horses, but the backstretch mm -hmm. workers. You know, we always talk about the jockeys and the trainers, and as well we should. Those are high stress, uh, dangerous jobs in the, in the case of the jockeys. But uh, let's not forget the backstretch workers and, and the hospitality workers and so forth. 
um, a, a jeer, and I've probably used this two or three times, but I, I, it's it's near and dear to my heart. If you live here and you don't like racing, that's fine. You know, you, you make your choices in life. But if you live here and you don't at least have a a, a, a subtle appreciation of, of racing and what it does for this region, uh, without racing back in starting in 1863, this region is just another upstate struggling city that used to have springs. I, I don't care. Say what you yeah. want about about, uh, about the arts and so forth. The arts were, you know, the uh, Mary Whitney and the Whitneys uh, uh, were, were involved with SPAC at the beginning. They were here because of the horses. Don't, you know, I, if, if you don't like horse racing, and I'm, I'm, I'm in a very small way trying to improve the sport, there are problems with it, but at least appreciate what it does for the farmer down the road breeding horses at the feed store, the economy, yeah. the owners, and so forth. That's what you yeah, yeah. don't appreciate that. Dan, I think you mean the $250 million that it pumps into our area every year because of racing. I'm not the biggest racing fan. I love our track. I love it so much. But I'm never going to be the person who knows all the horses and making all the bets. I just like, I'm just not into it in that way. But my God, it is the lifeblood of this community in terms of being in our economic engine. You know, we saw what happened the year the visitors couldn't come here with COVID. Yeah. Our sales, our sales tax dropped 65%. 65% that summer. We need this track desperately and we need it to be successful. And so it, I am so on with that share. Um, I think you're spot on, spot on, Dan. Thank you. Adam, you're up, kid. All right. Uh, I will cheers Mayor Kim. Um, and I will explain why that's, I, I always, I always have a lot of respect for people who go against their own, go against the party, go do what they think is right, as opposed to what they think it's, is popular. Um, and you're talking about Mayor Kim here? Talking about Mayor Kim. So last night, um, uh, Natalia Lenka, who is on our school board, who has very, very... Natalia Latakia. There you go. Natalia Latakia. Has, has very, you know, left progressive views, um, came and, and talked about feeding the homeless people underneath the, the parking garage at Railroad Place. And Mayor Kim had a he hosted a, a a collective meeting with all the parties involved and the public was welcome about you know the homeless issue and the panhandling issue uh, in Saratoga. And one of the takeaways from every group involved, right? And you're talking the 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 the, the, the these groups that deal with with the, the the panhandlers and the homeless on a daily basis was there are ways to get them off of this cycle. One way is to not go into the 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 um, Parking garage and feed them, right? It's 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 they they use they, they, these groups will use a meal as leverage to try to get the the homeless and the vagrants into services. They'll say, "Come in, have a sandwich." You got to talk to somebody though. Just talk to somebody who's trained to talk to to you. And and so uh, and this the, you know he went against the progressive far left who was trying to guilt him into the fact of of uh, this is a good way to handle our homeless population. And he kind of stood up to them and said. No, this is not the way that the experts say to deal with this problem. And there are many other people there, and I've seen it too. You can't be blind to the fact that Saratoga has a vagrancy problem. We've talked about it in a homeless problem. We've talked about it at the, the, the show before. It's a very complex issue. But the experts all agree handing food out just perpetuates this lifestyle. It doesn't help people get into a more meaningful life cycle. So cheers to him. Cool. Uh, my jeers are going to go to um, – you know what? I'm going to do two cheers. My next cheer is to the Ukrainian army right now. I talked about the offensive they were doing last, last week. 
they have 25,000 Russian troops kind of entrenched and encircled. The, the offensive is going as planned. The, the, the details that I get from some of my people on the inside and some of the, the, the news organizations are uh, without a lot of detail that it's going according to plan. So hopefully by this winter, the south, the Kyrgyzstan region is, is completely free of Russian occupation. It's back to Crimea in the, in, in the east. And it's just it's a really amazing what they're doing in, in stopping the Russian advance. And now they're now they're fighting back for their free country. So way to go. you. Thank you for updating us on that because I actually meant to ask you about that and I feel like an idiot that I didn't. So like, I really appreciate that update. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, have any jeer? No, no, no jeers today. All right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take your jeer and say I have two jeers, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so my quick cheer and jeer for the week are, I'm doing, uh, being a total asshole and I'm gonna cheer for me because <laughs> I now have this podcast. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And we are now also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Um, and basically anywhere you watch a podcast, I have got us up and running on. So if you want to have the video version, you can hit YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. If you want to hear the audio only, you can go to Apple, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Anchor, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Google, literally anywhere else. And you can listen to all of these episodes um, audio only, which I know can be really helpful if you're like in the car, if you're cleaning, if you don't want to see our beautiful faces. Um, so we're really accessible and I'm very proud of that. And I'm also really proud of our numbers. I just, you guys, we, this is our 24th, I think, or 25th podcast, which is like pretty awesome. And we've had thousands and thousands of people view it. So. I just cheer to you both. Thank you for coming on this like little ride with me. Um, I know the three of us didn't really know what we're getting into, but I've had a blast doing this and I can't wait to keep doing it, especially as we go into a political season. So fun. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, it will be fun. Yes. So cheers to us. And then Jeer, going back to school, you guys, is a, it's just a bitch. Like I have four kids going back to school, the amount of goddamn school supplies, the amount of like times, drop-ins, the, apps, the transportation apps, the lunch app, the school toolbox app, that it's like making me freaking wild. And so I just jeer the fact that our school systems aren't more streamlined because it's making me loco to try to figure this out and get my four kids back in school and be on all the goddamn apps and sign up for all the stuff and have all the things and whatever. Oh my gosh, so, can I expand on that real quick? Being a parent, yeah. uh, Robin, you have a kid in the middle school. I have my first kids going to the middle school. This whole what springs they're in, oh my gosh. Oh my well, God. But I gotta tell you, dealing with the, the, the administration at the middle school, they were amazing. Uh, the, 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 the people there who, who, who reassured us, guided us, found answers to our problems and right. we are pretty easy parents. I think my wife and myself, but hats off to them. But I know what you mean with, with the middle school there. Oh my God. Well, I'm, I'm not there yet. Thank yeah. God. It's a lot. It's a lot. Hey, by the way, we got bumped from Hawthorne to Columbia. So I think we were going to have a kid together in Hawthorne, but now you're in Charlie, Columbia. Yeah. Charlie, like at the last second got bumped. I, I got, I got to go talk to the minister. That, that was... <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, you rock. You're the best. This was so fun. I will see you next Wednesday at noon. Stay charming, Saratoga. Thanks for watching.